It's here, ladies and gentlemen, episode two, The Aesthetic Coaches Quarter. My name is George Scandalis. That's the only one you really need to remember out of the four, technically five, because the two that's the couple is actually one unit, but there are two people there that you have to remember. But I should introduce them because we like to bicker, we like to bitch, we like to argue, and you're going to know who's going up against me. So let's go power couple right off the bat. I've got Steph to verdict and Nick to verdict. He likes to talk over his wife until she pinches him under the table and then she takes over. And I love it, I love it because she's the spicy one out of the two of them. Then we've also got the bitchin' beautician, Lisa Kraus. I love all the R's in there. And of course, my partner at the Revenue Doctors, the little Kiwi himself, not Australian people. Not that we have anything wrong with people from Australia. They go down under and we like to do that too. So we've got Nathan Straw. <laughs> and today's moderator on the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter on the issue of accountability and when to give them, they don't say this in the States apparently, the boot, because we say things like a boot, which is totally not true, but whatever. <laughs> the moderator on today's show, because the last one was not so good, is me. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hello, George. Fabulous. Crushing wow. your face. Yes, that was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Enough of enough of uh, me uh, making a fool of myself here, even just through audio. Visually, you guys can't see it. I look even funnier. But here are the rules. As you know, Aesthetic Coaches Quarter, there are 15 minutes on the clock. 15 minutes is all you get. And we will hear from all three different groups, I'll say, because remember, two is one, one is two, whatever, on the issue of holding staff accountable and when it's time to show them the door. Okay, don't be kicking anybody. Don't actually give them the boot. Really bad problem with lawyers. They don't like that kind of stuff in court. It's not cool. It's not kosher. Here we go. Are we ready? I'm going to pick at random that I think we start accountability and when to let someone go. We're going to start with Lisa Krause today. Are you ready, Lisa? I am ready. This one is a spicy one, so I'm going to be coming in hot. All right. In three, two, you're on. 15 minutes on the clock. All righty. So for accountability and giving people the boot, I am a machete factor kind of gal. I am not in the business of carrying and dragging dead bodies. So when it comes to accountability, you have signed an employment contract. I expect for you to be able to do what you have been hired to do. And I need to hold you accountable because if it starts to slide and if it slides for one person, it just teaches the rest of the group that that's okay. And so you need to hold a high standard. And as soon as they are uh, employed, I feel like, you know, you've got it cut out. This is what you're doing. Uh, this is what I expect in a job description. And here's your onboarding. And we do a kick-ass job of that. So if you have any questions, please come and ask me. Uh, otherwise, uh, you need to be written up if you aren't and, and so many, so many of the clinics uh, will say this to me, and I'm sure as coaches yourselves, um, you know, my staff, I can't get them to, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, okay, well, what have you done in the past to show them that that behavior is not acceptable? And it's like, well, I've done, you know, diddly squat. And so it, keeping your staff accountable starts with management and ownership. And so if, if you have to go in and do your, um, like your performance reviews and writing people up, 
It is uncomfortable, but so is a failing business. And so you need to get comfortable with writing people up. And, and it's, it can be all fun and games, but don't let the staff, like, don't let the tail wag the dog. Okay. Is that? All right. All right. All right. All right. That was quick. That was, you were like, you were into it. You were into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fast one. I I don't really feel like I have much more to say about it. It's just like machete factor, the hell out of whoever's not doing their job. Uh, if somebody's causing drama and stirring the drama pot and having everybody take a lick of the spoon of of mediocrity and negativity, they got to go. You got to okay, cut them so, loose. So before before I go to the next person that's going to speak, I want to ask you quickly because it's two parts. This is accountability and when to let them go. How many yeah. times do you write them up before you say enough is enough? I'm a baseball fan and three strikes you're out. Beautiful. All so, right. We're going to go. We're going to go over to um, Nathan Strom. Nathan Strom, business partner at the Revenue Doctors, very handsome guy, six foot, what is it, six foot three? Six foot three, Nathan? Six foot two. Six bit. foot two, six foot two. I'm making you bigger than you are. Most people do. Huh. Anyhow, <laughs> um, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you about accountability and when it's time to let people go. Because we've been in a lot of clinics together in previous roles where we've been across country, across the United States, across Canada. We've been in these clinics. We've seen staff and we know what the problems a lot of business owners are having. So take it away, Nathan. Yeah, so I think it starts in management and ownership, to be honest. And it starts before the interview process when it comes to accountability. And I'm a big fan that business owners uh, in our industry should always be networking and always be interviewing, even if they don't need staff. Because if you create a network, when you do require staff, because we want to grow our business, right? And to grow our business, we need people in this industry, unfortunately, sometimes. And uh, and so if we're bringing new people in, we want to have them warm, ready to come in. But we want to be networking with people in our network, bringing in people that are almost vetted and people that we trust. So it starts there, in my opinion. So if management get their shit sorted, as we say, it's going to lead to not having to give people the boot so much. So it starts before the interview process. I think uh, our managers need a a strong interview process when they're bringing people into their clinic. But it also starts with the clinic culture. If you're bringing someone into great culture, you're giving them more of an opportunity to succeed. And that brings me to onboarding. So onboarding is another episode. That's another, I I know it is, but onboarding is so important to creating accountability because in the first couple of weeks, if you're giving people KPIs you're managing expectations and you're educating and supporting them, you're setting them up for success. So what I'm trying to say here is when it comes to accountability, I think when we point one finger that way, there's four fingers coming back at us. I think the accountability is on us to set up a situation for people to succeed. And then it brings me back to Lisa's point. If someone's not succeeding when you roll out the red carpet for them, it's the three strikes and you're out. I like that. Yeah, I yes. like that. I like that. I like that. A <laughs> little psychological uh, warfare you're doing there. Role reversal. Accountability's on the owner. I like that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to actually take that away with me today. It is, and I think it comes down to the networking. If you have a good network of people, nine times out of ten, you're going to bring good people into your clinic. And if you're doing your research about the market, and you've almost got the people lined up you want ready to come into the clinic before you even need them and you're creating those relationships, I think you're in a situation where you're not having to give as many people the boot. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. 
All right, power couple, it's up to you guys. I want to know, first of all, just, and you can just say yes or no. Do you agree on what you're going to answer, both of you? Or do you have a separate opinion on this? Mm. We're, we're, we're going to agree, but I think we're going to talk about a few I different something things. Different. So I 100% agree. I love everything that Lisa said, and I love everything that Nathan said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think culture is really important. I think bringing in the right people are really important. The one thing that um, they didn't mention that pops into my mind is sometimes you don't know until you get somebody in the door and some people are inherently negative. They are inherently toxic. And they're, that's not something that you're going to spot in the first interview. We actually do working interviews also where we bring somebody in for a couple of hours and they we pay them and they sit at the desk with our staff and they go through you know treatments and, and a number of different day-to-day operations. But I think there's a big piece to personality and some of that you don't know until they've been there for a week or two or three or a month. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And at that point, you just got to let him go yeah. because somebody that's toxic and negative, it just it's cancer in your clinic and it spirals and people feed into that. And it's really hard to separate it out without just completely cutting it out. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I would have to add to yeah. that. We, we call them Eeyores. In our in our clinic, um, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Yeah. If there's not drama, because your clinic is functioning really well, they will create drama. Yeah. And so if it's yeah. not there, it will be there. And, and people like that, they don't change. People feed off of that. And certain people, that's not something you're going to change. That's just who they are. And cancer can spread quickly. Yes. You have to cut it out. So in that situation, I wouldn't even go with three yeah. strikes. I would get it out. We just did that, actually. On yeah. Friday, we... Uh, we, we we fired somebody and when I say or, we or I mean sometimes she, sometimes but. there are people like we had we just had somebody who was in a really critical position in our clinic and she was making very critical errors. And so we talked to her and we talked to her um a couple of times, but I mean it was like accounting stuff. Like you have to be able to account when somebody comes in and they spend thirteen thousand dollars if you don't account for it correctly. I mean, you just got to let them go. Yeah. And I, I want to bring up something that has not been brought up as well. And I 100% agree with you. You're perfect and beautiful. But I did want to say it, it goes even more onto the owners than I think what we discussed. Um, there's a wonderful book out there. It's called Legacy. Um, that really talks about leadership and it's all about the all blacks in New Zealand. Actually, that's what the whole book is written about. It's an amazing book. So I highly recommend any business owner to get it and read it, but, um, you need to make sure you're putting the right people in the right positions Yeah. because if you're hiring the wrong individual for a job, that's on you. If they're not good at it, um, it, it brings me to one particular, uh, place in our clinic that's very important. It's the patient coordinator role where that person has to be financially stable because they're collecting upwards of $20,000 at a time uh, when we're checking somebody out. And if that person is struggling significantly financially, they're going to be sweating buckets when you bring that client over. Um, they're going to think that that's a very expensive time, very expensive thing. And that comes across to the client. So make sure you're hiring people and putting them in the position for your clinic to win um, and for the employee to be successful. So you're not trying to catch up. I love that. 
I love that too. So here's the thing. I don't know. I mean, is the moderator allowed to have an opinion on anything? Uh, can I can I just ask one question to the group? Uh, no, because you're not the moderator. You well, can't ask question. <laughs> All right. One question. Let's go. Well, you're eating into the time. Yeah. So high performer that is poisonous to your culture. What do you do? Goodbye. Out. See ya. Out. I agree as well. You I just but a lot of clinics three weeks ago. A lot Out. of clinics. Yeah, a lot of clinics have problems with that, right? You talk to them and they're like, "Oh, but she's bringing in ten thousand dollars of sales a day. How much? But is she's she destroying losing? the lives of everyone in the oh. clinic. Like, how, so how can you? Like a clinic unibomber. Yeah. They gotta yeah. go. Yes. Yeah, guys. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it Great takes one though. bad apple. That's what they say. One bad apple to ruin the bunch. And so I think I think that is something very important one thing that i mean we've all touched on very very lightly and i will give you guys all some advice for anyone that's listening out there because we all come from very different positions i mean nick and steph you own a clinic you're in a clinic you're working you are coaching people all across north america lisa you know you are from the vendor side but you are coaching everyone you know from west to east canada nathan and i were doing the same thing across north america we're not in the clinic anymore but we were in both positions at least i've been in both positions where i was a spa owner and i've been on the vendor side as well and what i will tell you is the one thing where accountability comes down to at the end of the day no matter what anyone else says and you may have a toxic bad person in there it is the responsibility of the business owner 100 if that staff person is performing or not if they are not and you decide to keep them on staff, do not call up your coaches, one of the four or five of us, you know, the whole thing with the two and the one. Do not call us up and be like, oh, you know, my staff aren't selling products. If you are in this industry, which is a privatized industry, and you have a business that requires you to make sales because you need to pay the overhead and to keep things going, and you have these two rock star laser staff people on your team, and they do not sell skincare that you provide to your clients to maximize on the results of the treatment, give them the boot. 100% agree with that. Amen. Without a doubt. And hey, that's going to lead us to our next topic, isn't it, George? Absolutely. <laughs> do you want to introduce it, Nathan, or do you want me to do well, it? Well, you know, I might steal the thunder from you because next episode, we're going to be talking about staff training and education. Nathan, do you always uh, just fire stuff off premature because we still have three minutes on this topic? Oh, do we? Yeah. You can't even go for 15 minutes. I just oh. want everybody to know that. Anyway. I, I kind <laughs> of a sneak peek myself. Just, <laughs> hey, you just need to message my wife to find that out. <laughs> I, I know that I could have talked for a full 15 minutes oh on gosh. this on this particular topic. So I've been by I've been and, but it was we all agree across the board. This is a culture killer. I've got literally two and a half minutes, and I'm gonna give you 60 full seconds to talk about something that I have not heard so far said, Nick, because you could do a full 15 minutes. Okay. So go, you have right now starting 60 seconds. Boom. Make sure you know what each position's accountability is. Cause you can't hold people Ooh. accountable for something you have not clearly described to them. I only need Ding, check, check next one. Oh, keep going. Um, keep going. Make sure that when you <laughs> make sure that whoever you put into the position, they know how it's going to affect the rest of the team, not just in their own accountability, because the entire clinic has to be a winner with the accountability. It's not just a personal um, thing. Ding. Also, Check. I want a little position. bell. I want a little bell. Like ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. They're getting them right. Steph, go. 
don't oversell the position. Say what it is. You know, be very, I, I if anything, I under underwhelm people like you might be doing this and you might be doing that, even if, you know, it's a rare occasion because I don't want somebody to come back and say, this is nothing, you know, like what I thought. Love that. Ding. Lisa. I think having direct, honest, and open communication uh, within your team, so team meetings for accountability, as well as your one-on-one performance reviews, I think coming together as a team when it comes to accountability, it's just like a sports team. Everybody on the team is accountable. And so having it be that you have a staff meeting where you can call out individuals in the team meeting to say, hey, is this done? Hey, is this done? Where are we at with this? I think the the camaraderie of a team accountability, not only individual accountability, um, has something to be said for a healthy, successful culture and team as a whole. Love it. Okay, hold that thought. Nathan, you've got 20 seconds. Go. I also think empowering other coaches in your clinic as well to take a bit of leadership on Beautiful. staff areas or divisions in the clinic. So it's not always coming from management or ownership because you can start to sound like a bit of a broken record. Um, and people sometimes respond better to other people. And, and if that's the case and you have some strong leaders in your clinic, let them be leaders and empower them. All right. Last 15 seconds of the episode. I'm just putting this out there. You know, we talk about sports teams. We talk about star players, but people that might not ruin it. Should the LA Lakers let go of LeBron? I hope the LA Lakers burn a slow, painful death. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the aesthetic coach's corner, ladies. Make sure you follow all these hot little individuals and their spicy little tongues. The power couple can be found at Nick Tverdick. That is TV R D I K. Steph, where's your Instagram, babe? I need to put it up there. Which is what is it? Why don't you say it for me? <laughs> At, at Steph Nick's wife, but I'm the boss yes, Instagram. Yes, if that is an actual an Instagram handle, I'm sorry for plugging you in. Don't forget to follow at the bitchin beautician. And I got to say how that's spelled. That is T-H-E-B-I-T-C-H. No I, just an N, bitchin, beautician. You get the rest. And of course, my studly little business partner there, the coach himself, the accent that all the girls fangirl over while listening to the podcast in their car, and some of the boys too, at Nathan Rom. <laughs> Next episode, if you want them to be accountable, it starts with the training. We'll catch you guys soon. Bye-bye. Gotcha. Bye. Bye.